Section 7 of Child Harold's Pilgrimage Cantos 1 and 2 by George Gordon, Lord Byron This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Canto 2, stanzas 16 through 35 But where is Harold? Shall I then forget to urge the gloomy wanderer o'er the wave? Little recked he of all that men regret. No loved one now in feigned lament could rave. No friend the parting hand extended gave, Ere the cold stranger passed to other climes. Hard is his heart, whom charms may not enslave, But Harold felt not as in other times, And left, without a sigh, the land of war and crimes. He that has sailed upon the dark blue sea Has viewed at times, I ween, a full fair sight, when the fresh breeze is fair as breeze may be, the white sails set, the gallant frigate tight, masts, spires, and strand retiring to the right, the glorious main extending o'er the bow, the convoy spread like wild swans in their flight, the dullest sailor wearing bravely now, so gaily curl the waves before each dashing prow. And, oh, the little warlike world within! The well-reeved guns, the netted canopy, The hoarse command, the busy humming din, When, at a word, the tops are manned on high, Hark to the boatswain's call, the cheering cry, While through the seaman's hand the tackle glides, Or schoolboy midshipman, that, standing by, Strains his shrill pipe, as good or ill betides. And well the docile crew, that skilful urchin, guides. White is the glassy deck, without a stain, where on the watch the staid lieutenant walks. Look on that part which sacred doth remain, for the lone chieftain, who majestic stalks, silent and feared by all. Not oft he talks with aught beneath him, if he would preserve the strict restraint, which, broken, ever balks conquest and fame. But Britons rarely swerve from law, however stern, which tends their strength to nerve. Blow, swiftly blow, thou keel-compelling gale, till the broad sun withdraws his lessening ray. Then must the pennant-bearer slacken sail, that lagging barks may make their lazy way. Ah, grievance sore, and listless dull delay, To waste on sluggish hulks the sweetest breeze. What leagues are lost before the dawn of day, Thus loitering pensive on the willing seas, The flapping sails haul down to halt for logs like these. The moon is up by heaven, a lovely eve. Long streams of light o'er dancing waves expand. Now lads on shore may sigh, and maidens believe, Such be our fate when we return to land. Meantime some rude Arian's restless hand Wakes the brisk harmony that sailors love. A circle there of merry listeners stand, Or to some well-known measure featly move, Thoughtless as if on shore they still were free to rove. Through Cape's straits, survey the steepy shore, Europe and Africa on each other gaze. Lands of the dark-eyed maid and dusky moor, alike, 
beheld beneath pale Hecate's blaze. How softly on the Spanish shore she plays, disclosing rock and slope and forest brown, distinct though darkening with her waning phase. But Muritania's giant shadows frown, from mountain cliff to coast, descending somber down. Tis night when meditation bids us feel we once have loved, though love is at an end. The heart, lone mourner of its baffled zeal, though friendless now, we'll dream it had a friend who with the weight of years would wish to bend. When youth itself survives young love and joy, alas, when mingling souls forget to blend, death hath but little left him to destroy. Ah, happy years, once more who would not be a boy? Thus bending o'er the vessel's laving side, to gaze on Diane's wave-reflected sphere, the soul forgets her schemes of hope and pride, and flies unconscious o'er each backward year. None are so desolate, but something dear, dearer than self, possesses, or possessed, a thought, and claims the homage of a tear. A flashing pang, of which the weary breast would still, albeit in vain, the heavy heart divest. To sit on rocks, to muse o'er flood and fell, to slowly trace the forest's shady scene, where things that own not man's dominion dwell, and mortal foot hath ne'er or rarely been. To climb the trackless mountain all unseen, with the wild flock that never needs a fold, alone o'er steeps and foaming falls to lean, this is not solitude, tis but to hold converse with nature's charms, and you her stores unrolled. But midst the crowd, the hum, the shock of men, to hear, to see, to feel, and to possess, and roam along the world's tired denizen, with none who bless us, none whom we can bless, minions of splendor shrinking from distress, none that, with kindred consciousness endued, if we were not, would seem to smile the less of all that flattered, followed, sought, and sued. This is to be alone. This, this, is solitude. More blessed, the life of godly Eremite, such as on lonely Athos may be seen, watching at eve upon the giant height, which looks o'er waves so blue, skies so serene, that he who there at such an hour hath been will wistful linger on that hollowed spot, then slowly tear him from the witching scene, sigh forth one wish that such had been his lot, then turn to hate a world he had almost forgot. Pass we the long unvarying course, the track off-trod, that never leaves a trace behind, pass we the calm, the gale, the change, the tack, and each well-known caprice of wave and wind. Pass we the joys and sorrows sailors find, cooped in their winged sea-girt citadel, the foul, the fair, the contrary, the kind, as breezes rise and fall, and billows swell, till on some jocund morning, lo, land, and all is well. But not in silence pass Calypso's isles, the sister tenants of the middle deep, 
There, for the weary, still a haven smiles. Though the fair goddess long has ceased to weep, And o'er her cliffs a fruitless watch to keep, For him who dared prefer a mortal bride. Here, too, his boy essayed the dreadful leap, Stern mentor urged from high to yonder tide. While thus of both bereft, the nymph-queen doubly sighed. Her reign is past, her gentle glory's gone. But trust not this, too easy, youth, beware. A mortal sovereign holds her dangerous throne, And thou mayest find a new Calypso there. Sweet Florence, could another ever share This wayward, loveless heart? It would be thine. But checked by every tie, I may not dare to cast a worthless offering At thy shrine, nor ask so dear a breast To feel one pang for mine. Thus Harold deemed, as on that lady's eye he looked, and met its beam without a thought, save admiration, glancing harmless by. Love kept aloof, albeit not far remote, who knew his votary often lost and caught, but knew him as his worshipper no more, and ne'er again the boy his bosom sought, since now he vainly urged him to adore. Well deemed the little god, his ancient sway was o'er. Fair Florence found, in sooth with some amaze, one who, twas said, still sighed to all he saw, withstand, unmoved, the luster of her gaze, which others hailed with real or mimic awe, their hope, their doom, their punishment, their law, all that gay beauty from her bondsman claims and much she marvelled that a youth so raw, nor felt, nor feigned at least, the oft-told flames, which, though sometimes they frown, yet rarely anger dames. Little knew she, that seeming marble heart, now masked by silence, or withheld by pride, was not unskilful in the spoiler's art, and spread its snares licentious far and wide nor from the base pursuit had turned aside, as long as aught was worthy to pursue. But Harold on such arts no more relied, and had he doted on those eyes so blue, yet never would he join the lover's whining crew. Not much he kens, I ween, of woman's breast, who thinks that wanton thing is won by sighs. What careth she for hearts when once possessed? Do proper homage to thine idol's eyes, But not too humbly, or she will despise Thee and thy suit, though told in moving tropes, Disguise e'en tenderness, if thou art wise, Brisk confidence still best with woman copes, Pique her and soothe in turn, soon passion crowns thy hopes. Tis an old lesson, time approves it true, And those who know it best Deplore it most, when all is one, that all desire to woo, the paltry prize is hardly worth the cost, youth wasted, minds degraded, honor lost. These are thy fruits, successful passion, these, if kindly cruel, early hope is crossed, still to the last it rankles, a disease, not to be cured, when love itself forgets to please. 
End of section 7